Today, you'll hear about how bad habits of self-talk can sabotage your success and why you do it so easily. I'm the first one to admit that habits are really tough to break. They're also really tough to make, to change your habits. But once you have the habits, they're easy to keep. The reason is this. It takes a lot of energy to make decisions all day long. Habits are designed to help you conserve your energy so you don't have to make a decision. So today we're going to talk about three common ways that people talk to themselves as a habit to sabotage their success. You're listening to Scientific Healing and I'm Dr. Anastasia Choblis. You might be wondering what relationships and healing have to do with one another. It's because your emotional state influences your health. And in fact, research shows that the most important factor in your life for health, wealth, and happiness are your relationships. To help you release all that excess emotional energy and all those low energy emotions towards other people to help boost your relationships, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash emotional. Here are the three common self-dialogues you might be having that sabotage your success before you even get started. Put downs of your capabilities. Rationalization and justification of your major decisions. And thinking you deserve to be punished. Right? Even you even punish yourself. So these emotional habits are likely leftovers from childhood or significant close relationships, right? And how you speak to yourself, words you use to describe yourself and how you handle failure. Most likely, if you haven't worked through the lessons you learned very young, you most likely are being your parent or your worst critic to yourself. I caught myself doing that and I had to learn how to stop, right? <laughs> For example, you try to put together an Ikea piece of furniture and you're having a hard time screwing down the attaching pieces. What do you say to yourself? Do you call yourself incompetent, stupid, clumsy, and get really impatient with it and start to really work at it hard and make it worse? Or are you patient with yourself as you can continue to construct your furniture and tell yourself, yeah, I'm just learning this. Do you say to yourself, oh, can't you do it better? Why are you taking so long? This is supposed to be an easy job. And next time you hear yourself saying such things, make a mental note of it. And instead say that you're learning something new. I've seen a big handsome strapping young men even jokingly criticize themselves in front of others saying they're dumb or clumsy. When I heard one young man who was doing really well as a sales rep for a big company talk like that and then laugh about himself in front of others, that made me really uncomfortable. I was a few years older, maybe 10, and I mentioned to him that his words to himself matter and that putting yourself down to make others feel at ease actually makes them feel uneasy because they can see the truth and he knows the truth and he's just trying to, you know, not convince people he doesn't think that much of himself. 
it's okay to like yourself, right? And whether you mean it or not, it is really hurting you because when you put yourself down, it goes down into your subconscious and your subconscious will eventually believe it. And after I, I had, we had many frank conversations, his girlfriend and I were good friends, right? We had many frank conversations. And I, when I mentioned that to him, I learned later from his girlfriend that he stopped that behavior after I mentioned it. And he became even more successful in his sales rep job and started earning a much higher salary. So he was actually by the self-deprecating self-criticism in front of others was actually hurting his bottom line. So your self-talk matters. And if you put yourself down, even down a little bit, uh, <clears throat> so as I was mentioning to a client last week when he said, I'm not perfect, right? A lot of us say, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and all I can say to you Yes, you are perfect, just the way you are. You might want to change things about yourself, but that doesn't mean you're not perfect, right? You are. My friend Renata in Germany came out of a self-help group that we were attending together and explained to me why she needed to leave her husband. She went into a long story about how he did this and how it made her unhappy and how he did that and she couldn't stand it anymore. And they had so many discussions and it went on and on and on and how distant and mean and horrible and how he was never there and how he didn't respect her and she didn't have the same feelings for him as she once had and I, I asked her so isn't it enough and to just say, I don't want to anymore? Does there have to be a reason? Right? And then the interesting thing was, because we were in this self-help group, she had this moment of realization where I could see, like, her face light up, and she realized, oh, my gosh, that's enough. And then she looked at me all teary-eyed, thanking me. She was feeling so guilty and ashamed that she wanted out of the torture that was her marriage. Her husband was an alcoholic, right? And now she realized that it was all okay and that she was going to be okay. And the long rant of the, on the reason she wants out was all part of her self-talk of not being worthy of respect and a good relationship. Right? She had to rationalize it, like why this and why that, but really it's all about respect for yourself. So you don't need to rationalize or justify a single decision. You might argue with yourself in your mind whether you want to do something or not. For example, you might say to yourself, I want to eat that donut. No one will ever ask you why except maybe you. You know it's not good for you. You know it will sabotage your efforts to get and stay healthy. You might rationalize to yourself why it's okay now. I've eaten clean all week. I deserve a reward. I'll eat less all day the rest of the day. I'll diet tomorrow. <laughs> but no one will ask you why. Imagine you won't have to ask yourself why you do anything or why you choose anything. Right? You don't have to rationalize it. Imagine how much energy that will save, the mental energy. Those decisions 
Like, for example, for me and the donut, those decisions got made for me. I'm a celiac. I can't eat one. I can't eat a donut without getting sick, right? And the way I do it is I just imagine the, all the bread, cookies, pretzels, case, donuts, pasta, and other wheat-containing treats are plastic because that's how much they do my body good, as if I were eating a piece of plastic or foam rubber, right? <laughs> Until, and then my wish for them diminished, and now... I don't even look at them longingly anymore going, Ooh, that looks so good. I wish I could eat that. But I, it doesn't, it doesn't even cross my mind. It's just like, I see it, it goes, nope, and then move on to the next, right? So the more you make decisions without any rationalization, just justification or guilt, the more your self-esteem and trust in yourself will rise. And yes, Renata did get a divorce and was so much happier afterwards. And so were her teenage children. And she didn't explain it to anyone. She just informed, right? And now the third kind of destructive self-talk is thinking you deserve to be punished and hurt by others. You might not think that, but wait, what is it that you allow, right? You allow it. This is an insidious pattern that is allowed or even encouraged in some cultures, right? So let me explain that. I grew up in a Greek family where my mom was born and raised in Greece and my dad spent a great deal of his, time, of his youth there because his family is all Greek. And both of my parents had the concept of female inferiority. I was told when I was six by my grandmother that boys are good good and girls are bad. So we were inherently punished more. And it's not like, it's not like it was conscious, but my mom even punished herself. She would ride herself all the time. And then of course, it would spill over onto me and my sister. Like if you ask my brothers, how was mom growing up? And they go, oh, she was great. She was fantastic. And my sister and I would look at each other going, huh, did we grow up in the same household? Yes, we did. <laughs> and that's because it's cultural. And there are a lot of cultures like that. There's Hispanic culture. There's uh, Arabic culture. There's Indian culture. There's the Japanese. They all have a, kind of a, they look down on women and we get assigned menial tasks for example, when I look at the number of uh, Japanese scientists at the meetings I went to, there would be a hundred men and one woman, right? When And it's still pervasive in this country. It's just not as bad as other countries. And so from my, my grandmother, I heard stories about how my uncle could do no wrong and my mother was beat up and punished for virtually nothing. And my mom treated both my brothers the same way. They always wondered why my sister, my two brothers, always wondered why me and my sister had a real difficult time being around mom until they got married. And then my mom did the same thing with their wives, right? So then they're going, they, they said to us, we know what you mean. <laughs> and don't forget, my mom loved my sister and I intensely. Her family was everything. And, you know, her, her daughters were very special to her. She just didn't know how to express it because it was a bad habit that's carried out, right? And and we, we allow it. We don't even know that we have a different choice. 
the self-talk you deserve let's see the self-talk of you deserving less than the best deserving verbal and physical abuse is highly destructive and I lived with it for over 40 years okay so that means I was like 41 when I said no more to it right that's when I divorced my my ex-husband and I remained single for almost 20 years until I met my now husband not that I didn't date in between and didn't have relationships in between I did but yeah, I didn't trust anyone until I met I, I re-met Noel right <clears throat> so um, I and because I was young enough with my children, I had my children at age 30 and 34, because I was young enough, I did not pass this down to my daughter or my son. When I visit my son's family, I see how well my son treats his wife. He respects her, protects her, and is very kind to her. And my daughter earned her master's degree and is working uh, in an in-demand job so I'm happy that I didn't pass this behavior like she doesn't allow it either although she still has had a few hiccups along the way that doesn't matter so no one ever deserves poor treatment for any reason whatsoever no child no adult no man no woman unfortunately abuse is still rampant but you don't have to accept it right I accepted it until I turned 41 and I said no more to it and I just basically every time the abuse started I would not be in the room anymore I would just leave and then he would get upset and that's what led to uh, finally the divorce right and <clears throat> so all forms of destructive self-talk stem from the feeling of being less than but you are not your divine being perfect in every way as I mentioned it's your emotional state of lacking self-worth being depressed and even wanting more than you need like you know a lot of people that have suffered abuse they become hoarders they become very overweight they are uh, they collect things they have uh, destructive um, habits like drinking too much uh, eating too much spending too much spendaholics you know they have an aholic for just about everything right so it's your emotional state like I said of of wanting more than you need that then causes people to collect things to spend too much and all of that so a way so daily hygiene keeps your emotions from sinking, right? Because you can be up for a day and then you kind of go, meh, because it's a habit, right? And to help break those habits, um, first of all, put it in your calendar. Do your daily hygiene. Like for me, I connect it with a task. Because I go out walking every day, like I've exercised for years on end, because I go walking every day, I do my hygiene during my walk, right? And <clears throat> and so one quick tip from for releasing those ugly thoughts and words is to cut the cord. So every time you think, uh, every time you get angry about somebody, cut the 
cord every time you have a thought uh, going in the direction you don't want cut the cord right and what you do is you just take your hand like a karate chop and you just imagine all the cords that you have here coming from the medial line of the body you just cut them down and imagine them dropping down into the earth and another way to release those low energy emotions is to listen to the 14 minute healing audio that helps you let go by listening passively while your energy hygiene is being done this is harder to implement but of course if you set an alarm every day you can do it with your phone or wherever you know your Fitbit whatever you can uh, download it for free at scientifichealer.com forward slash emotional and in summary what we covered are three common forms of destructive self-talk including putting yourself down rationalizing and justifying your actions and thinking you deserve abuse of any kind and when you because I've now mentioned this you will start to notice that you do it right so you can even keep track of it in a diary if you really want to get but but you'll start to notice first that you've done it next that you're about to do it and then next you'll stop it this is the process if this broadcast was helpful please give it a five star a thumbs up rating share it with your friends and please subscribe to my channel to be on the lookout for the next uh, videos on energy healing until next time this is dr anastasia chopolis